Hello, friends, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. Every week, my partner James and I talk about what's happening with marriage and with our lives. Sometimes those two things intersect, but sometimes they don't. Hi, Do James. You, when have they ever intersected? Oh, when we've talked about our own uh, thoughts on marriage. Oh, people don't like when we do that. They, they get a little bummed out. Yeah. We don't want to give people bummers. We actually have some good news this week. Uh, does it involve bums? It could. It could. I uh, went to a bum-related party last night. Oh, was it the uh, homeless soiree? The homo soiree. It's not what I said, but let's call it that. Did you say the homeless soiree? Sure. Why would that involve bums? Oh, that kind of bum. You know, like the tin can. Now, I'm not I'm not uh, making classist jokes at the expense of the homeless, even though I am. I am talking about the cartoon man who rides the rails with his fingerless gloves and eats beans out of a can, which is actually kind of you. What? Oh, I do have fingerless gloves. I don't eat beans out of a can. You ride the rails, if you know I, what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. What do I mean? I did try to... Well, so I, I sit right down on the rail oh. and put it between my cheeks and off sure. I go. That's why they tell people to keep off the third rail because they never know when you're going to come scooting by. <laughs> and there's a little man with one of those push cart levers and yeah. I, I, I won't tell you where he stands. Uh, on abortion. <laughs> sure. Okay. That's where he stands. Oh, I see. Where he stands on that topic. Yes. Oh, boy. I am not following you at all this you week. You haven't had any food today, I bet. I just ate an apple. That's not food. Well, it's not candy. Apple is a crime. The Apple, Apple is a crime? Apple is a great film. Apple is an okay computer company. They used to be real good. I'm not so sure these days. No, I'm a little nervous about it. But them. Apple as a food is a, a, a joke. What if, you know, I was eating this apple. It's a, it's a good one. It's a, it's a, I did it's, a good one. It's not a good one. Look it's at a, it. I had a good apple, and uh-huh. I was thinking this would be even better with some caramel. Well, sure. Once you make it candy, it's food. Yeah. Oh, we have caramel. I just remembered. Do oh, we? my God. I've been eating this apple naked like a chimp. Like a chump. Ah! Nope. I think you have been eating it like a chimp, which is to say you've been holding it with your feet. Uh-huh. Uh, and you have been sitting in your own filth. Mm, uh, well, I try not to have too much filth. You have developed rudimentary tools. You're at a bum-bum party. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was a singlet party at the Eagle here in Seattle. I was photographing it. You can go see some pictures from this party on my Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Matt Baum. And there's some some handsome men in tight tights. And they, I didn't see any actual wrestling happening, but I don't think there I was any pretense. I don't think it's for that. Yeah. No, there was no, there's no even attempt at like, oh, yeah, it's about wrestling. No, 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 no. It's about wearing your weird little singlet. Well, Sure. Uh, which I was as well. I was I was in a I was in a little number. And yours has a peekaboo street. It does. It does. It's got a little peekaboo for the butt. The address is Golan and Globus Way. They Those may- are the names of Matthew's butt cheeks, by the way. Oh yeah, I guess that's probably something that's never come up on this podcast. Certainly yeah. not on the episode featuring Barney Frank. No. Uh, but James's nickname for my butt cheeks is Golan and Globus. Yes, because they're one's globular and the other is Monacan. <laughs> sure. It's, it's, uh, someone's monocking and they're going to come in. <laughs> oh, if my butt's monocking. Uh So, listeners, that's very confusing, I'm sure. Uh, Menachem Golan and, oh, I've forgotten Globus's first name, but there were two Israeli filmmakers in the 70s and 80s uh, who were responsible for some lovely films, including like the, Apple. the Apple. We just talked about it, so it all is deeply, deeply connected Good in our life. Google Dream dogscape imagination. Do you, can you imagine if we ever tried to incorporate another person into our relationship. Oh, imagine that. The amount of work that it would take to get that person up to speed on all of our references. There's a whole library of podcasts at this point, so it would be easier than ever. I guess it would be like in in the pilot of Next Generation where they sit Riker down and have him watch the recap machine. 
oh yes of what previously happened in the episode yeah yeah and then we can separate your saucer section <laughs> thank you uh yeah so uh, what's been going on with you i've been looking at butts i've been just hanging out with my two claiborns dolores and liz chatting about uh, oh i don't know i i told liz the other day i said if i can't give you comfort at least i'll give you holes that is a reference to the movie toys but an oblique one because it is misquoting oh no miss cleo it's yes it's misquoting miss claiborne miss dolores claiborne yeah oh i don't even know what we're referring to at this point <laughs> merry christmas Yes. Merry, merriest of Christmases. To Yolanda and Steve. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, so uh, here's what's going on with marriage, James. Uh-huh. We've got almost all good news this week. Really? So I'd like to start with some bad news. Oh, okay. The National Organization for Marriage. Oh, them. They have just created the International Organization for the Family. Okay, good. So they're finally... Like, in the, in the way that it's absurd that you're meant to manage your phone through iTunes at this point, mm. like, tunes are so divorced from what the purpose of the phone is. Yes. Uh, similarly, it seems like marriage for quite a while has been pretty divorced <laughs> from the purpose of Nambla. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have this international organization for the family, uh, so they're going to start meddling in international things. Like They're going to start... Well, start, yeah. Well, now they've got an official organization for this. Uh, and I'm sure it's kind of like one of those shell games, those nonprofit shell games, where they're just, it's the same people, it's the money's just moving around, they're giving grants to each other. It's where you cut one coconut shell in half and put it over your mouth, and you cut another one in half and put it over your breasts, and then you get a grass skirt, and you pretend you're a sexy lady monkey. What does that have to do? Shell game. You take oh, the shells and you're grief. cupping them around. Oh, you boy. cup your breasts, you cup your mouth, clomp, clomp, put on the grass skirt, and now you're a sexy lady monkey. I'll tell you why I was unable to follow you uh-huh. on that. And it's not because it doesn't make any logical sense. <laughs> it's because I was so distracted expecting you uh-huh. to make some sort of reference to Shelley Long. I never would. Why not? Because She's great. All, all you all who love Troop Beverly Hills, it's not a good movie. And in fact, the message is pretty horrible. Yeah. So Troop Beverly Hills is a problematic film. Yeah. And I think uh, future generations will look back on it in, in some amount of horror. But what about Shelley Long? In- a slideshow of her outfits, on the other hand. Yeah. Now that's great. Fantastic. I would like to see ooh, her. And I don't know why this is the next character that came to mind. Fish Mooney from Gotham. Her Those outfits, outfits, I think they're great. We'll review in 20 years uh, from the camp that Trump will have us in. Okay. <laughs> it, it'll be Camp Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, well, that doesn't sound so bad. Sure. Uh, all the gays go to a special camp. Uh, hmm, that's fun. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, National Organization for Marriage, their goal is they want uh, two million signatures okay. on what they're calling the Cape Town Declaration. Oh. Because they had a little meeting in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And they basically put together, you know, the same old nonsense that they put together in the past. Oh, we believe in... You know, so they went to the former seat of apartheid to talk about a civil rights issue. Yes, they did it on December 11th, Universal Day of Human Rights. <laughs> okay. Yeah, their goal is to get two million signatures on this document about how they uh, don't believe gay people should be able to get married, uh, and they want to do it by next December 11th, the next okay. Universal Day of Human Rights. Is there a theme song for this? Uh, Chainmail's Schizophrenic Breakdown? <laughs> The refrain of which is schizophrenic breakdown, just like back in Cape Town. Yeah, that uh, could be a good... That might be appropriate. I mean, it's no less appropriate than Tori Amos and Toys. Uh, It's 
No less appropriate. That's true. Now, for those of you who don't know Chain Mal, Chain, M-A-L-E, he is the greatest of troubadours. And if you have a moment, look up Chain Mal, C-H-A-I-N-M-A-L-E, Schizophrenic Breakdown. After that, you can look at uh, Freak Out and Mean Little Woman. Now, I have to caution you. His music has a repetitive tendency oh, that I think wonderful. is appealing to a, a it hurts a certain arrangement of dopamine receptors in certain people and others may find it very abrasive. I would like you to There's stop. Nothing abrasive about it. Also, Schizophrenic Breakdown has one dancing boy who oh, yes. we need to find out what he's up to today. Let's be honest, he's not around today. But uh, he's a fun thing to watch from the early 80s. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on in international news. Oh, wait, so what, a fun so little man. the International Order of Terror is doing what? Yeah, they so they just have a document right now, and they're probably going to be shuttling a bunch of money around to justify their continued existence sure well i mean so we've been saying for a while or you've been saying because i don't listen uh nom has had fundraising problems yeah so is this a way around the fundraising problems by expanding their scope to something that actually they can tell people they have a chance of uh, okay gotcha i think that's exactly what's going on they'll probably what i expect to happen is the international organization for the family will at some point swallow up the national organization for marriage sure and make it a part of the international organization for the family because the the fight over marriage equality in the U.S. is pretty much finished, right? And so it's not, not a fully, it's not a winning issue if you're trying to. But organizations milk for money. the family, like the family for the family, is never going to go away. Sure, focus on the family has been riding that uh, that donkey dick for years. Yeah, you know what? This is a real bummer. So I was looking at Christmas presents to get for people that I like. Uh-huh. Some of the people that I like have young children, and there was a really nice audiobook version of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh-huh. And I was about about to get it and then i saw that it was produced by focus on the family Ooh, Trixie! yeah and i mean of course it is because christian blah 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 c.s lewis blah 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 mm-hmm. and line the witch in the wardrobe is fairly family friendly are they gonna do the screw tape letters i don't know what those are oh i'm gonna show you later i'm okay. gonna give you the old screw tape maneuver <laughs> that sounds painful here comes uncle screw tape Mm, it's either it sounds like a parasite what was the thing oh oh of course uh the thing that has a name that i completely misinterpreted that you were talking about earlier the fondoodler oh yeah you're the fondoodler so you said the fondoodler and yeah. i had no idea what this was it uh-huh. sounded like the nickname that the local news gives to a local pervert yeah yeah it's like the hamburglar of molesters the fondoodler so apparently it's a glue gun for cheese which sounds interesting but as soon as you start thinking about like what this actually means you're like ooh, i don't yeah. want that it's definitely going to dribble and drool like a like a penis that can't close its its winking eye. So here's the thing: is as anyone who's used a glue gun knows, or a penis, or a penis, you set it down on the table, yep. and it just keeps leaking everywhere. Uh huh. It's too true a story of my life. And also, there's the whole thing of like the tip that's hot enough to be uncomfortable, uh-huh. but not so hot as to require medical intervention if you touch it. It's just like, ow. Oh. Again, absolutely. Story of my life. Yeah, yeah. And you always have to have it plugged in if you want to use it, and it mm-hmm. takes like 10 minutes to warm up, yep. and then you or use, it, use it for like 30 seconds to attach one thing, and then you have to set it down on cardboard because it's drooling all over the cardboard for the next half hour. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want that with cheese. No. 
or any other substance. Well, you're getting something else. Okay. You're getting a Christmas kiss from Sandy Claus. You're giving me you're giving me uh, heart palpitations. I'm giving you a fishy realness. So that's the bad news from Nam. It's not really bad news. It's just annoying news. Uh-huh. Uh, and then well, that they found a new way to raise money. Yeah, it, okay. exactly. That's the and news. they're giving themselves a year to gather two million signatures. I assume from the entire Earth, the mm-hmm. entire planet. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I mean, churches will be able to drum that up, and then they'll get to say big success. Probably, probably, especially in, you know, countries where there's appetite for that sort of thing, like, you know, Poland, just for example. Appetite for melted cheese. Mm. So they did a Manhattan Declaration in 2009, I want to say. Okay, is that uh, about making a nuclear bomb? No, oh. no. Uh, and, and nor is it about Muppets taking anything. All right. So it's the you know, same thing, you know, oh, all children deserve a mother and a father, uh, abortion is bad, that kind of stuff. And they said that in Manhattan? They said that in Manhattan. They didn't, uh, and the Jewish media didn't run them out of town on a third rail? Maybe, I don't know. They they never actually hit their goal with, uh, with the Manhattan Declaration, I think. They got something like half a million signatures on that. Okay. So, eh. From just Manhattan? Just Manhattan. But, you know, this one's going to be all over the world, so who knows? Best of luck to them in their future endeavors. They got half a million signatures from Manhattan? Not just people in Manhattan. Oh, okay. Manhattan was where they did their press conference or whatever about this, their meeting where they drummed it up. Sure. I mean, it should have been like the... the it should have been like the Dallas document or the Kansas City signatory salutation. <laughs> Listeners, I want you to know that we had to sit in silence... <laughs> For like five minutes while James tried to come up with something clever. It was five whole minutes of you getting fingered. Yeah. Anyway, so that's going on with Nam. The other uh, annoying news this week is in Australia, they're still trying to make gay marriage happen sometime this year. They've got a new campaign to pressure lawmakers uh, that is called Get On With It, which is, (laughs) I think, how we all feel. Uh Uh, And then in Minnesota... Yeah, there is a bouncing all over the globe. We are, we are. There's, there's just not that much to say about the Australia thing. Send sure. send letters to your representatives. Get gotcha. on with it. Uh huh. In Minnesota, there's a. Now uh, that's a place that knows a cooked cheese. Sure, sure. I, I bet the fondueler would not fly there. Oh. Maybe it will. Maybe that's one of its features. <laughs> it flies, but only in Minnesota. Yeah, but only in Minnesota, just huh. dribbling cheese everywhere it goes. Oh, like a jetpack behind it. It's aloft on a oh, on a God. spray of cheese. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, so this Minnesota couple, uh-huh. uh, they have sued the state because they have a video production company and they want to get into the wedding business, uh-huh. video productioning weddings, mm-hmm. and they're scared that they're going to have to work with gay couples. Okay. Now, what they say is that they will gladly work with all people, regardless. This is a direct quote from the lawsuit, regardless of their race, sexual orientation, sex, religious beliefs, or any other classifications. Okay. But it also says they desire to counteract the current cultural narrative undermining the historic biblically orthodox definition of marriage by using their media production and filmmaking talents to tell stories of marriages between one man and one woman that magnify and honor God's design and purpose for marriage. And they feel that making something that makes gay couples look nice would be counter to their artistic goals with their company. So, oh, why? Do, who's making their company make... So, wait, this doesn't sound like... Do they want to just just be wedding photographers, or do they want to make, like, propaganda videos about marriage? Both, I think? Well, okay. I mean, and, and what is uh, Minnesota's stance on non-discrimination? Uh, you can't do that to gays. Okay, statewide. Statewide. Okay, well, then, if they are offering their services as a wedding photographer, then, I mean, we've covered this, how that works, Mm -hmm. then they have to offer the same services regardless of sexual orientation. 
Um, and if what they're saying is we'll shoot gay weddings, but only to make them look bad, mm-hmm. uh, that is not the same service. No, no, probably not. It'll be interesting to see this, where this one goes. Uh, they're making a constitutional claim that it violates the first, their First Amendment rights. I mean, if they just want to make propaganda videos about wedding between, being between one man and one woman, then that's fine. That's totally protected. But if they want people to hire them to shoot weddings, then they have to offer that service to people who have non-discrimination protections. Yep. Yeah. So and, and they haven't even done this yet. Like, they're just right. talking about hypothetically getting into the business. So, I mean, uh. what is the court's position on that when you actually haven't been injured? You're just hypothetically suing? I think they will have a difficult time. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm not yeah. a lawyer, so I don't know how this will go. Maybe there's some other standard of evidence that they have to meet. So we'll keep an eye on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, it seems pretty clear. If you want to just make videos aggrandizing marriage between men and women... Uh, there's no problem with that. And if you want to be a wedding photographer, uh, in a state where you can't offer different services based on the sex of the people getting married, then you offer the same services. Now, what if the service that they offer explicitly stated is the service is we make videos that exult, exalt, that raise up, that uh, praise heterosexual marriages and denigrate same-sex marriages, and we'll give the same service to any customer, regardless of sexual orientation, but obviously, if they're gay couples, they'll get a lot more of the insults than the praise. I think that's an interesting argument. Um, I guess that's an interesting argument. Uh, if you say that you offer that the kind of wedding video you make is that kind of wedding video. But then, I mean, I guess you'd have to put your money where your mouth is or put your uh, your genitals where your mouth is, because that would be a fun thing to be able to do, um, and then follow through. And when you're shooting people's wedding videos, put in propaganda messages about gay marriage and and the value of straight marriage. Like, when you shoot just somebody's wedding video, and you cut it together, and you deliver it to them, and it's like, here is a man marrying a woman. Good! And then you show a pride parade, uh-huh. and you go, fags bad! You know, that's kind of the situation. First of all, I think you should narrate wedding videos. <laughs> I mean, what a video. Could you imagine, like, showing that, like, Gla- Aunt Gladys comes over, and you're like, oh, what's your video? Oh, let's take a look at why is the leather man getting fellatio with a big X over it? Whoa, whoa, I can't whoa. tell if that's Audrey 2 or Millie Helper from the Dick Van Dyke show. Well, it's obviously Millie the model. Oh, it's Millie the model. Anyway, so we'll keep an eye on that, the Larsons in Minnesota. No relation, let's hope, to Gary Larson. Oh, well, in that case, uh, it's it's definitely a lady with a big beehive and pointy glasses. Or it's a family of cows. Or a family of cows. Well, maybe she's married to the cow. I mean, as oh. long as it's a man cow and a woman cow. Oh, yes. Or, wait, no. A, no, it's, it's, a, a, it's human a human woman. woman. Human woman. Marrying yep. a bull. Bo- marrying a bull. Oh, boy. Now that's yes. the ideal. Mm-hmm. Moo-hoo. Yeah. Anyway, why don't we just move with each other? <laughs> move with That's me. That's what we do. When Remember we that in the nineties? How subversive what? that was. Move, move with, with me? me. Oh, that was a real strident stance against the patriarchy. Move with me. Oh, that was a thing. I totally move forgot about me. that. I was so baffled. <laughs> I thought you were talking like, moo, moo. like it was some sort of cultural phenomenon oh. that people would just moo at each other against the patriarchy. In high in high school, all the theater kids they moo with me. They knew what it meant. Mm. Get underneath and moo. Mm-hmm. 
It's uh yeah, that was that was a fun thing. Moo. Anyway, it's hard is... to watch Rent as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think David Rakoff had a nice essay about it on this American Life. And look just, what happened to him. Oh boy, he was like, just "Pay your rent." <laughs> yes, pay it. Mm-hmm. Stop being anyway. Um. So next we've got a bunch of good news. Uh-huh. Yay. So in North Carolina, Pat McCrory's going away. Okay. He was the governor who did a lot of awful things about LGBTs. And then after the election, uh, he lost. But he was like, well, I may have lost, but I'm going to demand a recount and drag this out until eventually the legislature can get involved and they can just appoint me governor. Uh-huh. So that didn't work out for him. Oh, good. He... But from what I saw, he may get something in the Trump administration. Yeah. So either so, way, yeah. the world is awful. Uh, so he's going away from North Carolina, at least. And according to a new survey, mm-hmm. 57%. Now, you may remember HB2 was his thing in North Carolina. That was I the, don't, but thank sure, you. That was a, the it's okay to discriminate against the gays bill. Okay. So 57% of North Carolinians cited HB2 as their key reason to vote against him. Really? Yes. Huh. Uh, 17 points above any other issue. Huh. Uh, and voters were opposed to the anti-LGBT law uh, by 62 to 30%. Now, did they dig into the reasons why? That's a good question. I haven't seen anything about that. Um, I would have to think that some of it is economic and mm-hmm. some of it is about civil rights. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure. Now, this was uh, this research was paid for by Equality North Carolina, but ah. performed by an actual respected polling organization, Quislin Research or something like that. Quisling? Quiz, not Quisling. Oh, because Quisling Research is yeah, maybe be good. one that's wouldn't, not yeah. to be trusted. It's not a good name. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe name it after the other guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's the situation in North Carolina. Okay. Seems, I mean, seems good. The, the source does. is a bit suspect, but it, I, I only, mean, only a bit. It's a little fishy to me that that would be a major driving factor to vote against the governor. But, mm-hmm. uh, okay, sure, fair enough. And I do wonder to what extent it's because these laws have proven to be economically problematic uh, in other places where they've been passed. Like, they have to get repealed anyway at great expense, yeah. and they also hurt local business um, also, I know that, you know, North Carolina has the research triangle and it has mm. some, some blue oases in it. Um, and to what extent, like, I guess enough of the population is just concentrated there that issues like these now can sway things. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's surprising that the number is 57%. Uh, but, yeah. oh, okay, okay. And I mean, I guess that's a ranked thing as well. It's not like people unprompted said that it was sort of rank i mean because what i'm wondering is especially if this was if this was paid for by equality north carolina and you know i mean look it's a fun statistic it's fun to have statistics but if you give sort of a ranked list and on there are a bunch of kind of like irrelevant things plus hb2 and it's like you have to rank them in order so number one ends up being hb2 because the other is just like he smells like a fish. Exactly. Yeah. Although I would vote against him if he smelled like a fish. Because he could be Oswald Cobblepot. You don't want him to be governor. I want him to be governor. I want him to be my lover. But the don't. one from Batman Returns. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Uh, South Australia uh-huh. will now recognize a few rights mm-hmm. for internationally married couples. So if an Australian goes to New Zealand and gets married, or if a couple is visiting Australia. South Australia. Yeah. Okay. Now, we've just... We've, we've gone around the world and back we went from australia to I suppose, minnesota yeah i should have i should have put all the australia stuff together. that's okay we're on a world tour that, that we're like carmen san diego yeah so we're in south australia now is that distinct from australia australia yeah is that a the, province it's, a, it's one of the states it's a, okay 
Uh, so uh, they can't, as far as my understanding goes, they can't do much to recognize uh, these couples because okay. the Australian Capital Territory tried to do this uh, and uh, was told, oh, actually what they did is they, mm, this is different actually. Oh. So ACT issued marriage licenses and then we're told, no, 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 you can't, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But... Did South- someone say ACT break? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, South Australia is doing something different where they've just got a registry for people who have internationally married. Okay. This was prompted when a British couple, a uh, gay couple, was on their honeymoon. One of them died during the honeymoon while they were in South Australia. And Under mysterious circumstances? Well, not really. Oh. Uh, so he had a he had an accident on some stairs. He fell down uh, some stairs. That is very mysterious. I, I That's in the opening credits of Murder, She Wrote. Oh, you're Someone right. Someone tries to push Jessica down the stairs. That's true. So anyway, uh, and his surviving his his widower yeah. uh, was unable to make any arrangements, and mm-hmm. uh, the um, deceased partner's ashes uh, were confiscated at one point at the airport because they're like, well, you have no relationship to this person. Oh. So and then months later. Uh, he got a letter in the mail letting him know that his deceased partner had overstayed his visa in uh, Australia. Like so, as ashes? As well, he wasn't. He wasn't. The ashes were not still there, but oh. they had no paperwork to handle. Oh, he's married internationally, and he died, and somehow this caused some sort of confusion where they thought he was still there, still kicking around. Well, I mean, if you can't produce the ashes, he could be anywhere. Mm. So anyway, uh, that's been slightly fixed. Uh, okay. So this is like Ava Perone's body, and also very sad for these people. I'm yes. obviously I'm not treating it with the due gravitas. No, I suppose not, but you never do. No. Uh, anyway, so it's it's something. It's a little tiny bit of something. If you go to Australia and you die, you'll be recognized. And In South Australia, or South Australia, all of Australia, just one state, one state. Well, that's uh, not great. That's not great. Not great. It's some progress, but it's not great. So, you know, it's like when an animal knows it's going to die and it, like, drags itself into a tree stump. If you're in Australia and you know you're about to die, you have to drag yourself to South Australia? Yeah, and then get on the registry before you kick the bucket. Oh, that's like the tree stump that you have to crawl into. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, anyway, so well, that's, that's how they, that's the, how they should promote this. That should be the oh, campaign. <laughs> crawl into the crawl tree into stump. Crawl into the stump. Uh-huh. That's nice. It's like fall into the gap. Hump the stump. Mm, there we go. Yep. That'll work. That that'll, that'll come. Before you dump, hump the stump. Dump here being a euphemism for death. Yeah, yeah, good. That's good. I think you know, before you thing. dump, hump the stump. Yep. This is why I am a very high powered political consultant. You you are. You're spring loaded. You've got a hair trigger. I'm a real fun doodler. So that's going on in South Australia. Still trying to get actual marriage. Northern Ireland still does not have actual marriage. From South Australia to Northern Ireland, we cover two of the four directions. They uh, have a new survey shows 70% support for marriage equality in Northern Ireland. Okay. Well, then uh, what it's taken them so long? The same thing as in Australia. Bad politicians who are just like, oh, I don't know. I get a lot of money from the Catholics. Uh, I mean... I don't know how different things are in Australia or Ireland, but yeah, I mean, I think you pass these things to Catholics, they get over it, they don't care. They do. They they seem to. There doesn't seem to be any lingering, especially 70%. My God, come on. But, yes. I, I mean, at that point, what kind of political cover do you really need? Mm-hmm. Well, so Ireland has had gay marriage for a year now, a little over a year. Sure. Um, and it is very confusing how many 
couples have gotten married. Okay. So according to this article that I was reading, and a couple articles reported this with the same language, so they're just copying and pasting some press release. Mm-hmm. Except it's a it's a language unknown to modern man. <laughs> yes. I'm it's not going to try the, to read this with an Irish accent. It's so. the dark tongue. The dark tongue. <laughs> I'm not going to use any of that. What? Uh, so here's what the article says. There were 1,082 gay marriages in Ireland in the 12 months since the unions were legalized. Okay. So that would seem to suggest there are 1,082 gay marriages Moments in Ireland. Moments of love. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I just figured this out. Of course. Of yeah. course. Is this a word problem? Yes. Okay. Kind of. So the very next sentence says that 2,164 people tied the knot. And I was like, well, was it 1,082 or 2,164? Uh-huh. Well, because they're talking about there are this many marriages, and of course there are two people in each marriage. Oh, oh. yeah. I was I was racking my brains over this. How's this? <laughs> what's the difference here? But of course, so two thousand and a bit people tied the knot. Well, if it doesn't work out to two, then maybe something's going on. Maybe mm. they're allowing plural marriage. Oh, the bulls, the bulls, the running of the bulls into the marriage cathedrals. Uh, yeah, so Ireland has had uh, thousand-ish marriages. So that's nice. A lot of them have been international. Mm-hmm. There are not all of the countries in that region uh, offer marriage equality. So a lot of people traveling to Ireland for a nice emerald wedding. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know so. if that's a thing. Sure, an emerald wedding. Sure. You and step a- dance your way up the altar. Into a pot of gold. You dive yep. in and swim around like Scrooge McDuck. Absolutely. With some soda bread. Mmm. So, yep, that's the situation in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Back over here in the U.S., yeah, uh, we have seen our first in-game proposal during a basketball game. I didn't uh, know this was a thing. Okay. But apparently it's a thing. Okay. That sometimes people will arrange with the team for there to be, like, a dance break or something. Okay. And so the cheerleaders come out, and some guy in a mascot suit comes out, and they dance around, and they do something cute. Uh-huh. And then, oh, surprise, we just pulled this random couple up from the audience, and oh, surprise, one of them's proposing to the other. How nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that happened at... A nightmare chi- scenario. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, it happened at a Chicago Bulls game. Uh-huh. Oh, the Bulls are back. Yes. Oh, my God. These are the Bulls. Oh, these are the Bulls. What if... Okay, so it was a gay couple, and one proposed to the other, and it's very sweet, la, la, la. Yeah. And what if yeah. he turned around and instead proposed to the Bull mascot? Sure. Oh, Bucky, I think is his name. Well, I mean, they can... Bucky the Cucky can have a bull <laughs> involved in the wedding. Sure. Uh, he can be their ring bearer, oh. and their, their pall bearer. Sure. <laughs> I, sure and With paul the bear sure oh paul is that a person or he's is... uh, i'm sure there's a bear out there named paul, paul and i bet he has touched a coffin paul the bear we'd love to hear from you yes and and cucky bucky the bull mm-hmm. so it's very sweet and very nice this is a young gay couple and they're one of them's wearing a bow tie and one of them's wearing a necktie because they're gay okay and they're at a basketball i don't know why is it a spinning bow tie for... Oh, that would be so nice when he proposes it spins. And a Dilbert tie that gets an erection. <laughs> That's how you can tell that he said yes. Uh, or that he's Scott Adams and you need to run. <laughs> run yeah. for the hills. Oh, God. Is... Before he sings at you. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, of course. Of course, there's that period. I don't. Is he still doing this? Where I don't know. He said he could only communicate by singing? I know. It, it was a real disability. I, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so there's that. And then we've got one more. 
nation to visit. Okay. The Cherokee Nation. Oh, back on our, well, their soil. Yes. Back on, <laughs> back, on their, back, back on their land. They're literally their land, which, yeah. which we are on every day. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, of course, are not bound by the Supreme Court ruling that legalized marriage. Uh, help me understand that. I mean, I know that uh, they're a sovereign nation that exists within the U.S., but they do, they do have interactions with U.S. law. So to what extent is the Cherokee Nation involved in U.S. law at all? Like, I don't know what that relationship is. It does seem to be rather complicated. Uh, but I would in imagine general, so. Yes. In general, it seems as though they can pretty much do whatever they want. Like, what if they said the age of consent is nine? Or... If they did something truly monstrous? Well, I, I don't know. Or... I, I, and I'm trying to avoid grotesque examples here because I don't want to imply that any of these have anything to do with Native Americans. I'm just using them as absurd examples. But like, what if they decided to develop a weapons program? Or sh- uh, sure, sure. Or, or I don't know. They had some partnership with Russia, or uh, who knows something something that was deeply objectionable to the U.S. power structure. Right. Uh, I don't know. I suppose okay. we. This country could declare war on them. That hasn't well, we gone did well that. for anybody. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I guess it has gone well for some groups. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, wasn't wasn't a good thing to do? Because I'm just wondering, like, to what extent uh, does Native American sovereign nation law like fall within the bounds of U.S. law? And if it doesn't, is it just purely a pressure thing, or can the federal government be like, uh, no, you can't do that? I think it's fairly limited. I think. The federal government has almost no say over what these nations want to do. I mean, they're they're independent nations. Okay. Although, I mean, so here's an example. And again, I don't think either of us know what we're talking about. So maybe this is just totally foolish. But are there not some Native nations where part of their culture is whale hunting? And we have laws against oh, yeah. whale hunting. So... But th- their law and their their culture incorporates it. So that's a place where it's come into conflict, right? Or where they say, oh, I don't know, um, our land is sacred and it's where we get our water and you seem to want to put a pipeline through it. Uh, I mean, there are places where these things intersect and they say, this is our land, it's our sovereign land, and you are trying to build a pipeline through our sovereign land, and we say no. Um, that would never happen. It would never happen. But if it did... How would that conflict be resolved? I don't know. That's a good question. This is our sovereign land. We are an independent nation, and we have made no deal with you to put a pipeline through our land. Was it actually their land? Oh, I don't know. I'm. 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 Okay. I honestly don't like. Like I said, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm. I'm just wondering how these things work out when there is, uh, you know, when there's little disagreement, like when it's just sort of minor stuff uh i can see that this isn't an issue but when there's a big disagreement i just i wonder to what extent native sovereignty is respected so according to wikipedia yes states uh, native american nations are assumed to have complete jurisdiction over their own laws unless there's some federal act or treaty that supersedes that so whenever there's a question basically it, it uh, my understanding of this wikipedia article is that it is defer to the tribal nations authority uh, unless congress intervenes do they have any really cool laws i don't know I don't know about that. Well, the law that I wanted to bring up was, so Cherokee Nation since 2004 has specifically prohibited same-sex marriage. Sure. 
And now the Attorney General, Todd Hembry, uh, has written a decision. Uh, this is the Attorney General of the Cherokee Nation. Mm-hmm. He's written a decision that that is uh, unconstitutional, according to their constitution. Sure. Uh, and that same-sex couples should be allowed to get married. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Like, what is the Cherokee Constitution? I, I mean, we. I know you don't have the answer to that. You're giving me a look like, I don't know. I don't know either. I, don't know. I wonder if they have a cool constitution. I guess a more specific question than uh, do they have a cool constitution would be... On what grounds was same-sex marriage found to be constitutional? Or rather, the laws prohibiting it to be unconstitutional? Because the way the U.S. did it, if I'm not wrong, is that the court ruled that the 14th Amendment meant that same-sex marriage had always been constitutional, therefore laws prohibiting it were unconstitutional. So I've scanned the Constitution, and it looks fairly boring and like a normal nation's Constitution. It well, sure, I wasn't expecting colors of this, the wind. <laughs> I, you know, I thought it would be a, a, a system of laws. So, yeah, it's a system of laws, and among them is a uh, guarantee of uh, equal rights. It's basically the same thing that we have in the U.S. Constitution, due process and equal protection. So is it equal protection that made uh, the marriage bans unconstitutional? It certainly looks that way. The the um, attorney general said that the Constitution provides uh, equal rights to everybody, and so uh, this 2004 law that bans marriage uh, violates that. Huh. So, it's interesting that that law happened in 2004, so that was part of sort of the, the wave of marriage yeah. bans? Okay. Yeah, and so they're based in um, Oklahoma. Sure. So Oklahoma state law obviously banned marriage equality. And uh, so there was a huge national surge in resistance to gay couples getting married because marriage was about to start for the first time in the nation in Massachusetts. Uh And so all over the country, people were panicking and freaking out about this. And so I'd have to assume that um, the people who drafted this law for the Cherokee Nation were also swept up in this terror about gay couples getting married. And it probably was not a difficult thing for them to pass, given the part of the country that they were in. Sure. So, anyway, now that all seems to be going away, and hooray for that. Okay. So, yay, I told you, some some actual good news this week. Yeah. Yay. That's all, uh, that's about it for, for my stuff. Well, what stuff do you think I have? <laughs> I don't know. You're looking at me expectantly, like and I'm going to have something. And now, over to you for the news and the weather. Hi, I'm Shelby Scott, and it's real cold. Okay, great. Very helpful. It is real cold. We got snow the other day, and it was very pretty, and you've been leaving the door open to the to the patio, and we've been getting a blustery wind. I like to have a, an icebox of a house, mm-hmm. and I like to keep it that way. It is cold. I like to preserve our flesh by refrigerating it so we don't rot as fast. Good, good. That's uh, That I approve of. A mm. uh, nice cold pack on the face. You're like Mr. Freeze. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Uh, do leave uh, your feedback and comments. Uh, I'm at Matt Baum on Twitter, or you can leave a comment on the iTunes uh, in a review. You can also get the book Defining Marriage at definingmarriage.com. Just the thing for the holidays. Hooray! A nice Christmas gift. And, uh, oh, of course, also you can follow our uh, other projects. There's Playing with Pride. That's our documentary video project about what happens when queer culture and game culture collide. That's at playingwithpride.com. Go ahead and sign up for the mailing list there. We're going to have some exciting things to show off very soon. And uh, Sewers of Paris, our other podcast where I talk to gay men about the entertainment that changed their lives. I've got some great Christmas episodes coming up. So hooray. It's not just Christmas. Well, the people that I talked to did talk pretty much exclusively about Christmas. Well, it's a, it's a war on Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure Hanukkah will be just fine, too. Uh, it's made it this far. It's made it this far. Uh, yeah. And so that's about it uh, now by the power vested in me by the internet. I hereby pronounce this podcast over. 
and I pronounce you dead. Ooh, hot to trot. Hot to tr- hot ski to Trotsky. I knew it was going to go to Trotsky. It Put always goes to Trotsky. Ice pick in my butt and call me pick a dick a bum bum. That's good.